Welcome back to another episode of My Neighbors Are Dead. I'm your host, Adam Peacock, and we're all familiar with the big names in horror, Freddy, Jason, Serial Mom, but who were not familiar with the ones just outside the terror, the ones who didn't get to tell their tales. When I was a kid, we used to play street hockey not too far up from my house. We would go there most days after school in the spring and summer, and we'd play until the sun went down. Well, one day, a car came pulling up and pulled a BB gun on us because he thought one of the kids said something to him. Now, he didn't shoot anybody, and I'm sure one of us did, but nobody could remember, and he pulled away. That guy was a football dad in my town, and we all thought he was insane. I mean, who pulls a BB gun on a bunch of kids playing street hockey? But this football dad did. And up until this very week, I never took the time to kind of process and understand maybe where he was coming from. Like, what would cause me to pull a BB gun on a bunch of kids playing street hockey? I don't know. But I think I'm a little closer to understanding thanks to this week's guest. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of My Neighbors Are Dead. I'm your host, Adam Peacock, coming to you once again back in the Midwest. I'm in Roosterville, Ohio, and I'm sitting with Rick Whipshaw. Rick, thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having me, Adam. Good to talk to you. Uh, it's always nice to come back to the Midwest. It's always fun to get back to my my part of the country. Right. Well, I mean, it's where people are people, right? Absolutely. It absolutely is where people are people. So, uh, Rick, tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do here in Roosterville, Ohio? Uh, well, my job is mostly building churches, uh, uh, construction, but uh, specifically churches. That's kind of where I make my bread and butter. Okay. Um, and uh, my wife manages uh, the small cafe uh, in downtown Roosterville. Oh, lovely! That's great. So you're just about as you're about as blue collar Midwest as it gets. Uh, we like to think so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. And you are not a childless couple. You have a son. Is that correct? Yeah, uh, my son, Anthony. Uh, uh, well, and I also have a daughter, um, uh, Shelly, Anthony and Shelly, our pride and joy. Um, uh, Anthony uh, uh, is basically in his senior year of high school, and uh, Shelly's about eight years old now. About. Ha, she is. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about Shelly before we get into Anthony here. I, you know, I don't have any kids myself. A lot of my friends do, and they say the baby part's the tough, but once they get to be about your daughter's age is when the fun really starts. So is that true? Right. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, Anthony, uh, we're a really athletic family, I would say overall. Uh, and, uh, you know, Anthony's, uh, kind of in the, the rough and tumble sports and, uh, Shelly's, uh, I would say on the softer side, she's, uh, she's in, uh, starting ballet now, oh, nice. uh, a little late, I guess, but you know, uh, she's got her grace. She's got her wisdom. And, uh, she's one of those people who's, um, uh, you know, she's going to be a nice, a nice adult. Uh, she's a nice kid. She, you know, she's going to be a nice adult. You know, what's wild, Rick, is that you can tell when kids are little, that they're going to be shitty adults. Right. Yeah. Oh, you absolutely can. Yeah. Like, look at this little fucking asshole. Right. I mean, I wouldn't say it like that. Uh, no. Uh, excuse your French, but, um, uh, but absolutely. You can tell if someone's going to be a real, you know, you know, pain in the tuchus. I think it's exciting for kids to get into gymnastics now, what with Simone Biles and all the success that Team USA right. has been having. So that's a that's really, really cool. I think that's a good safe bet in terms of sports. Right. I mean, you know, your flexibility can really come back to bite you if you don't have it as an adult. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, uh, the other day I reached over to, uh, to pick a scab on my foot and I'll tell you what I'd done throwing out my entire 
back uh, for uh, a week. I was not building churches that week. I can tell you that much. Do you mind if I ask how old you are, Rick? Uh, I am uh, 47 now. Yeah, I, I just turned 40 not that long ago. And I think there's something about us Midwest guys. When we turn 40, our backs just start going. Right, right. I, I mean, wh- I mean, what can you do? You know, especially raising kids, uh, building churches, uh, carrying a, 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 our uh, metaphorical cross, so to speak. Uh, and, uh, you know, eventually it comes back to bite you, especially if, you know, you didn't stretch, you didn't uh, do all the basics. Well, Shelly sounds like she's on a real successful trajectory here in her athletic career. Let's talk about your son, Anthony. You mentioned before that he's into some of the rough and tumble sports. And um, well, before I address the yeah. photos that you made me look at, let's talk about Anthony. What What is his uh, sports pedigree? Uh, well, uh, we started him pretty early. He was in uh, uh, soccer or European football as uh uh, as some people call it, uh, at a pretty young age, uh, we took him through, uh, all kinds of like, uh, club soccer sports and then, uh, baseball. Uh, he was the pitcher on, uh, on our baseball team here in Roosterville. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, from that, that point on, we also had him in, uh, we, we tried him in rugby, you know, just to see if, uh, you know, yeah. uh, you know, Europeans, they got different ways of doing things, uh, but to prep him. And then of course, football, football is his primary sport. He's been, uh, you know, he's been playing, uh, uh, football for years. Um, yeah. Yeah. Great, great football player, captain of the, uh, uh, captain of the team. And, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I can hear that, you know, like I can see this, the change in you, like the change in your voice. And I guess that's going to lead me to my next my next question, or at least topic I want to talk about Harrington mm-hmm. high school, you know, you guys, this is a big rivalry for you in Roosterville here is Harrington. Um, right. you know, ha- coming from a town myself where football was very important. I, I completely understand and empathize with what you're going through and your son being the mm-hmm. captain, big part of that, but talk to me a little bit about what happened to him. Well, you know, uh, first of all, I want to say I really appreciate you uh, letting me talk about this because uh, a lot of people, <laughs> you know, you, you go from respected uh, guy in your community to uh, crackpot real quick. I can tell you. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, Anthony. Uh, Anthony is. Um, well, how can I put this in a uh, uh, in a way that you can understand biologically? Uh, okay. After the game with Harrington, uh, Anthony was uh, damaged pretty mm-hmm. heavily. Uh, and, you know, football is a, a sport that uh, sometimes causes some problems, uh, but uh, usually uh, not these kind of problems. Um, to be very specific, uh, both of Anthony's legs are now backwards. Uh, they've been turned the opposite direction of the way that they're supposed to work. Um, uh, the, uh, the entire hip joints have been completely flipped around. Um, and, uh, he walks, uh, kind of like, a uh, like a, a praying mantis or like a, a, a weird, uh, a weird predator yeah. with, uh, turned back feet. Yeah. Um, and, uh, same goes for his arms. Uh, his arms are also completely backwards, uh, completely going the wrong direction. Um, so when, uh, but his when torso him, is going straight. That's what you were saying, right? His torso is still the way that it should be. Yes, his torso still points the correct direction and his head uh, still points the correct direction. So um, I guess, uh, you know, the the tough thing is like when you want to hug him, you can only hug him from behind because that's the only way he can respond back. Um, And you can't hug him. You can't hug him. Give a little little kissy on the forehead at the same time. Yeah. Never works out. 
Yeah, that's tough. That, and that was our yeah. that was our way of that was our way of communicating love in in, uh, in our family was uh, you give a, a good strong strong hug with a little kissy on the forehead. Mm-hmm. Well, this was his senior year. Is that correct? Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. This so is his, uh, yeah. I'm going through what you were showing me a little bit earlier. I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. I mean several recruitment letters and uh, letters of interest from top college schools, uh, Ohio state, Michigan, Michigan state, Iowa, Illinois. I mean, Miami of Ohio. There's a lot of, there's a lot of interest in your son. Is that still true? Uh, Well, I suppose it's a little up in the air at this point uh, because um, he's still playing football. Of course Uh, we're not taking him out of the game just because of a, you know, uh, when, when God gives you lemons, you know, you, you, you take those lemons and make a battery. That's what yeah. I always say. Oh yeah. And, uh, so we're still training him, still working with him. Some of the recruiters have, uh, been coming down to see him. The, the big issue right now is that when he runs the ball, he goes the wrong direction. Um, and we're, so we're trying to like, you know, train that out of him. Uh, yeah. but it's a tough thing. It's a tough thing. A lot of those kids specifically after that game, uh, came back a little changed, a little different. Well, I, I guess that's another great segue. You said that at once you were a respected man in your community, and now people think of you as a crackpot, or some people think of you as a crackpot. Um, you know, there's a right. lot of hullabaloo. There's a lot of talk about that school had aliens in it. Like the the Hornets football team had aliens on it, right. and that's not fair. Right. right. I mean, right. I can see the evidence. Like I'm, I've watched a lot of football in my life. I've never seen an injury quite like the one your son has suffered. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, un- uh, unprecedented and that's not a word I use a lot. Uh, it's an unprecedented for me to say unprecedented that often, but, uh, I'll tell you this. Uh, yeah, I mean, we had kids with, uh, broken necks. Uh, we had kids, uh, with, uh, b- holes in their stomach. Um, and, uh, you talk about aliens. I'll tell you what it was. It was these little slugs. It was little slugs. Yeah. Uh, the other team seemed to have a real advantage with these little slugs, uh, up in their heads. And some of, uh, some of our team, uh, came back with little slugs as well afterwards. And, but you know what, you know, who didn't my little boy, my little boy never got a little slug. Yeah. So some of those neck breaks, some of those hole punches all healed up. Everyone was fine, but my little, my little boy never got a little slug. Yeah. And so, so those injuries were permanent. So what's the overall mood at the house like? You know, I mean, I can, you know, your son's dreams kind of dashed on the rocks. You have what you believe to be the truth, but no one's believing you. What is your at-home situation like? I mean, we're working through it. Uh, you know, uh, we're not, uh, we're not a family that doesn't understand that hardship happens. Uh, you know, uh, I've, I, for instance, uh, I've had a number of churches that I built get just burned down and you have to go back and build a new one. And that's just the way it is. Um, you know, the big thing is, uh, the dinner table is a little different. Yeah. Uh, cause we have to set up a second table for Anthony to reach for food and then he has to bring it at, around to his head so that he can look at, because that's a rule in my family. You look at each other at the dinner table. Oh, that's a lot of Midwest families rules. Yeah. Yeah. I right. hear you. No TV, no phones, nope. uh, no, uh, you know, looking at, uh, uh p- pictures on the wall. You look at each other. Yeah. Cause that's the time we share. Oh, Rick, if you even thought about bringing a game boy to my family's table, it was, it was over. Oh yeah. No. Oh, uh, we don't even have uh game boys in our house, partially because they're slightly outdated, but also, uh, uh, because it just, it just, it, you know, it's a distraction and family is about family. That's what I always say. Family is about family. Well, a little bit of the family we were talking earlier, Shelly, you know, I don't know if this is true of, of most 
families, you you hear sibling rivalry. Is Shelly right. experiencing any sort of, is there any animosity, I guess, between the two? It, does she feel like she's getting attention taken off of her and put onto your son whose limbs are now backwards? Right. A little bit because he is definitely more flexible. Uh, that is one thing that has definitely changed. So uh, you have a gymnast in your family uh, in, a, in, a, in a ballet dancer mm-hmm. uh, who uh, her whole thing is like, look, look at what I can do. I can take my leg and, 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 t- and touch the ceiling or something. And uh, and he can uh, not run circles around her exactly. Uh, but, you know, he can really show her up because he can really easily scratch his own lower back without any problems. What about you? Were you uh, were you a football player as well, Rick? Did you play here in uh, Roosterville, Ohio? I did. I was, uh, yeah, Roosterville, uh, Roosterville, born and raised. Uh, I played here uh, uh, basically starting in the, about the sixth grade. Uh, you know, they uh, not quite as rough and tumble them and then uh, played all through uh, high school. And then I, I went to the local community college here in Roosterville. So I, I, I didn't get to. You know, I didn't get to move on to one of the big leagues like Cincinnati or Dayton or something like that. But I stayed here, played here uh, all four years of college. And then um, uh, that that put me through. That got me my uh, my degree in, uh, in construction, specifically churches. And uh, it made me who I am today. It was a real, uh, you know, the thing that I always say about football is football, football is about family. That's what I always yeah. say. Football is about family. A lot of Midwest families say that. That's a lot of Midwest right. families rules. Yeah. Right, teaches you. It teaches you discipline. It teaches you how to how to work as a team. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, uh, it, it teaches you, um, you know, to be careful when grass is wet. It teaches you all these things that you know you never really get to pick up if you don't have a, a community like that. Yeah, and I think in a way, your son has maybe learned. If you're looking for a silver lining here, that maybe even the great qualities that football teaches you, it can't prepare you for everything. Right. You know. No. No. You. How can you? How can you expect? Uh, and plan for uh, a little slug uh, to get into somebody else's head, take over an entire town. Listen, they're calling me a crackpot for this, but I'm telling you that's what happened. The evidence is there. I have seen dried up little slugs on streets. And how can you prepare for that? And the fact that, uh, you know, these, 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 these boys, these boys, these, you know, these, these little kids can now uh, pick up trucks and throw them across, <laughs> throw them across the, a gymnasium. You can't prepare for that kind of thing. No, 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 no. And uh, I'm curious now because, you know, you played all four years. Well, actually all eight years, including uh, community college. It, right. it feels like, well, at least for me, and forgive me if I'm going, if I'm intrusive, being too intrusive here, Rick, but is there- Ask so, away. I'm an open book. Is there, is it more at stake for you, for your son to play? Do you think maybe you're, you bond with him through this and this is sort of you maybe living a little vicariously through him? Because again, okay, you know- Okay. Uh, yeah, a little transcendental, transcend, transition, transitive, uh, transcend, transcendental property kind of thing going on. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I definitely think. Uh, you know, you got dreams uh, for yourself, yeah. uh, and uh, it's almost like getting a second chance, right? Uh, yeah. You got a kid who has natural talent, and I'll tell you what—he's a—he's a—he's a bright boy. He's a bright boy. You know, uh, mm-hmm. this is the kind of boy that could could go to college and get a degree building cathedrals. He's a bright boy, and uh, to see his future changed like that, uh, you know, he's he he may never play for the Browns. Yeah, uh, he may never. Uh, he you know they may not even let him into Notre Dame because they'll say he looks like a, a weird, uh, f- freakish, uh, uh, man, uh, uh, manta, uh, yeah. a bug, a bug is what I'm trying to say, and. 
you just hope that your kid has it better than you. That's what you right. want. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm just thinking about, you know, cause we were talking earlier and you said he's still playing, which is r- remarkable. Right. I, I wonder how much yeah, of we've that insisted is- on it. We've insisted on that. <laughs> there was a time when he thought maybe, maybe I would not play football cause my arms and legs are not pointing in the right direction. And, uh, you know, his mother and I, um, his mother Inez and I, we both said, you know, uh, you're going to keep playing. You can't just take a setback like this and uh, and let it push you push you out of something you know you love to do. Yeah. And he's like, well, I'm not sure if I love to do it anymore because my arms and legs are not going the direction that is necessary to play football. And we said, you know, that's a that's I'll tell you what that's uh, that's depression talking is what that is. Yeah. And you gotta you gotta take that depression. You gotta deal with that, but it, you can't stop living your life. Well, and that's a great call too because it's so different from when you and I were in school. Kids' mental health and their right. That's it, taken into so much more. It's considered so much more than when we were in school. So yeah, I think maybe he doesn't know if he wants to keep playing or not. But I think he needs to explore all options. I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah, we. I mean, we always tell we always tell both our kids. We say uh, uh, acknowledge if you're depressed, and then put it aside. And I think uh, and I think that's a lesson that we can all take because you know it, it, it's not going to go away. Yeah. There's nothing you can do about being depressed. That's what I've always said to, to my kids. There's nothing you can do about it. So just acknowledge and then ignore. That's what a lot of Midwest people say. A lot right? of mid, but yeah, a lot of Midwest people say that. Yeah. Uh, same amount of attention put on Shelly and her gymnastics, or is this sort of a, we'll see how it works out kind of thing. Uh, well, I mean, we're certainly hopeful. Um, uh, you know she's 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 very talented. Um, uh, they're gonna have her. Uh, they're gonna have her play the uh, the Rat King in the Nutcracker this year, and um, uh, so you know she started and 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 she's been doing the the uh, the balance beam and, and 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 knocking that out of the park. Yeah. Um, I guess it's just gonna be a question of you know I can tell she's gonna be a nice person. I said that already. Oh yeah. Can I can I tell if she's gonna be uh, the next. Uh, you know, Nancy Kerrigan. I don't know. Uh, maybe a bad example. Cause she also got her leg busted in, but, um, you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. I'm wondering, I, I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. If you found a slug and you could give it to your daughter to make her the world's greatest, strongest gymnast, do you think you'd do it? Oh gosh. I've asked myself that question quite a bit. Uh, you know, cause I, I, I certainly asked myself what I had given Anthony the slug. Yeah. I had known, look, there are aliens on that film on that field. It seems like there's some sort of hive mind. You will lose your sense of identity, but you're going to be a great athlete. I don't know. That's six of one. Right. I yeah. I mean, because you only get to play football at most for what? 15 years. If you're lucky, right. including peewee and all that stuff. So yeah, I mean, why not? You know, you can always probably right. get the slug out. And that's true for a dancer as well. You know, yeah. you're, you're only going to be a dancer for, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, probably the same yeah. 15 uh, years, 20 years. Their legs and their feet and their knees are uh, they're garbage. Yeah. Horribly disfigured. Uh, horribly. Horribly disfigured. They don't look right. No. If you, if you, I don't know if you've ever seen an old dancer's feet. They don't look right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. I it's sad. I'm curious. I don't know what I would do in your situation if I were you, Rick, but I tell you what, I'm really glad 
that you opened up about this because I think this is a side of specifically Midwest football parents that not a lot of people get to see. You know, there's a lot riding on this. You know, hockey dads and football dads, you're getting arrested, you're getting kicked out of games, but we don't ever really get a chance to see where you're coming from. So I appreciate you doing that. Well, I appreciate you, Adam. I, I mean, I, you know, uh, just having the chance to 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 talk to someone who doesn't immediately say you're insane and you're a crazy person and also your kid should be in an assisted living facility because you're a bad parent. People keep saying this to me and I'm like, you just don't understand the Midwest. You just don't understand the Midwest. You know, I'm not here to, I'm not here to tell anybody how to raise their kids, you know? So I think you're doing a bang up job and I don't think you're crazy at all. Well, God bless you. God bless you. And you as well, Rick. Uh, I'm going to take a break. When I come back, I'm going to talk to my buddy, Andrew about, I don't know, maybe some of these slugs too, but Rick, let's go grab a beer. All right. Hey, it's on me. Thanks, buddy. Rick Whipshaw. Hey, neighbors. Adam here. Have you been enjoying My Neighbors Are Dead? Well, there are two quick and easy ways you can show your support that only take a second. First, leave us a rating and review in your podcast player of choice. That can be anything from talking about a recent episode to suggesting a film for a future guest. And two, Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss future episodes. It helps you, it helps us, and it helps new folks find the podcast. Thanks, and now back to the show. Why did you pick The Faculty? Uh, I think the, uh, well, The Faculty is a genius movie, for one thing. Um, it's it's like a perfect thriller. I like movies where, like, uh, kids know stuff that adults don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and like are trying to convince people that something's wrong and then they have to band together. I don't know, like, you know, uh, The Stand is a favorite movie of mine, Goonies, stuff like that. Monster Uh, Squad. I love stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I don't know. I think this movie has a lot of style. It's Robert Rodriguez uh, pretty early on, I guess, like, uh, because it's what, like 90? Uh, It's like 98, isn't it? 97? Yeah, something like that. Um, uh, uh, 98, yeah. 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 Also, uh, a, a rare appearance by, um, um, John Stewart. I know. <laughs> yeah. He looks uh, so he, bizarre with that goatee. <laughs> with a goatee and a, and a, a lab coat. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, this, this movie has like an all-star cast. It is chocked full uh, of stars. Yeah. I mean, you got, yeah. Selma Hayek, uh, Famke Jensen, I think pre pre X-Men maybe. I think so. Um, Robert Patrick, uh, Robert Patrick, uh, Christopher McDonald. Uh, yeah. All oh, right. People yeah. might know from, uh, uh, happy Gilmore. Um, let's see who else. I mean, I mean Josh Elijah Hartnett. Wood, yeah. Josh Hartnett, uh, uh, Jordana Brewster. Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's, I mean, it's got, it's uh, pretty good. Yeah. And it just, it builds really well. Uh, and I, I love the idea that, uh, the, uh, the nerdy new girl is the, uh, <laughs> the, the secret alien. What was that goosebumps book? My, my teacher is an alien. Is that what it was called? Something like, yeah, yeah. I think, I think so. I wonder how, I mean, this concept, I'm curious how many times it's been done. I mean, the movie is like essentially invasion of the body snatchers, yeah. uh, but um, just with kids instead of which invasion of the body snatchers is a great movie too. I mean, one of them, there's like been like four. <laughs> yeah. I like, don't they call it out too in the movie? Like some I think they meta do. thing I there where they, 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 cause this is, uh, this is Kevin Williamson, right? Who wrote it? Uh, yes, that sounds right. 
What if- oh, here's what's crazy. I didn't even know that it was the same writer. That's amazing. Because Scream is also like a master class in like yeah. tension. God, what a year to be a teenager. I know. Wow. Uh, were you yeah. a, were you a horror kid growing up? Well, the funny thing is, uh, I wasn't like into um, like the slasher horror stuff, mm-hmm. um, but I love um, kind of thriller horror um, or like psychological stuff. Or um, but Scream, I think, is just so brilliantly put together that there's it's it's undeniably fun. Um, but like the, the all the early dimension stuff, uh, there were several that I didn't see. Um, but I love like, uh, and, th- and this would have been later, but I love like Alien was one of my favorites, mm-hmm. The Thing, you know, stuff like that. I love sci-fi too. So anything with an, uh, with an alien bent, I'm going to watch. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Were you a, were you a horror? I, well, I mean, I like, you know, I've said it on here a bunch, but I, some of my favorite Saturdays were just being up in my room, playing with my Legos, watching the creature double feature on channel 20. Mm-hmm. And it was all like my bloody Valentine and an American werewolf, you know, all that fun stuff. And yeah. Yeah. Then, I will yeah. say the movie that got in my head uh, and would not let go because it scared the hell out of me was Child's Play. Oh, yeah. Which I saw way too young. Yeah. <laughs> How old were you when you saw it? Oh, gosh. Like nine. Yeah, that's pretty young. It's too young. It's too young to see uh, a, a doll, which, uh, and I, you know, I have four siblings and they're all younger than me. So, like, our house was full of, you know, various yeah. toys and dolls. And I was like, this is horrifying. And uh, who is it? It's, uh, what's his name? Uh, Brad, uh, Brad Dorf. Brad Dorf, yeah. Uh, doing this, like, horrifying Chucky voice. Oh, it's that so was, good. Yeah. And it, oh, it's Karen Allen's the mom in that, right? Yes. Yeah. My mom did yeah. that with me, but it was Jaws. She let me watch a Jaws movie far too young. Like young enough to, I mean, I've, again, I've talked about it a bunch, but young enough to still be taking baths. So when I would hear the mm-hmm. clanging of the pipes beneath the tub, I was convinced that, and I would just lose it. I would just freak the You're fuck about out. You're attacked by a tiny shark? For, I, yeah, I thought, yeah, yeah. I thought I was going to do that uh, Back to the Future 2 bit when it starts out small and then comes in and gets me. Yeah, yeah. Was it was it the first Jaws or was it one I of the others? I think it was Jaws 3D. Oh, yeah. The one with yeah. Louis Gossett Jr. Mm-hmm. I think that was I, the I, one. The other one that I loved for its tone, which is a similar, you know, monster monster in a town that's not ready for it, uh, was Tremors. I love oh, the first yeah. Tremors movie. And that one was another one where, like, we watched that one evening. I, I don't know how old I was then. I think I was still pretty young. My parents were asleep at the wheel. And uh, I <laughs> I remember going Just outside put this in front of him. <laughs> yeah. I was afraid to, like, walk on the dirt. Uh, sure. For after seeing that movie. I love a good people have to be in one place movie. People are stuck yeah. in one place. Yeah, especially when it's on top of a trailer home. Oh, it's so good. And now there's like 50 of those movies. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Fred uh, Ward kept making them. And uh, I think they got, I don't know if Reba did another one, but um, she was so great. I wish she'd act more. She was so great. I mean, she had that TV show. <laughs> I never watched it, but I heard it, people loved it. Yeah. I, yeah, it was, you know, kind of standard, I guess, late 90s, early 2000s fair. She's a mom who's doing it. Taking yeah. on the world. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sitting on that one word name. I mean, she has a second name, but it's Reba's easy to say. Yeah. But I mean, no one's going to, if you say McIntyre, that could be anybody. Yeah. Probably Michael McIntyre. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Uh, well, dude, thank you for doing this, man. I greatly appreciate you coming by. Well, thank and, you for having me. And, and goofing This around. was a blast. Um, well, yeah. Well, buddy, take care and come back anytime. Thank you. You take care of yourself. Andrew Young. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for listening to My Neighbors Are Dead. I'm your host, Adam Peacock. The show is produced by myself, Nate DeFort, and Ryan Countshouse, with editing done by Nate DeFort. Our original music was composed by Jesse Case, with additional music by Dane Halverson. Our artwork was done by James Mulholland. And as always, we want to give a very special thank you to our old pal, Mark Nishan. I want to thank Andrew Young for coming by and playing Rick Whipshaw. If you want to know more about what Andrew's up to, you can check out his podcast, Stone Cold Paradise. They have a live show at the UCB Franklin on Wednesday, the 27th. And the Quick and Funny Musical is also at the UCB on the 28th. And if you want to follow Andrew on social media, you can follow him at Andros the Great. Andros has two S's. If you like the show and you want to support us, go to www.patreon.com slash dead, where you can find new weekly bonus content only available to our Patreon patrons. If you have yet to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, please take a second to do so now. It helps us grow and it helps new neighbors find the show. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at My Neighbors Are Dead and on Twitter at My Dead Neighbors. Stop by, give us a follow and share your favorite episodes. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week.